الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ان اول بيت وضع للناس الذي ببكه مباركا وهدى للعالمين صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا انك انت العليم الحكيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي دوشبنا respected brothers respected elders mothers and sisters listening at home in the time of hazrat nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam the kaaba was built in the most simplest of forms a very simple structure a simple building of four walls In fact it was so simple that it had no covering from the top there was no roof at all and it was exposed and the height of the walls was something just slightly greater than the height of a man no mortar no adhesive no cement no plaster no nothing just a simple structure of stone upon stone stone upon stone stone upon stone this was the kaaba in the time of hazrat nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam something very very simple let us not forget that the kaaba is the oldest building the oldest structure the foundation that was first laid on the surface of this Uh, by the angels and alhamdulillah throughout time anbiya alayhim as-salatu was-salam have been have put a service to the building of kaaba and also great pious people the khulafa now the construction that had taken place in the time of nabi kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam that was quite unique why like how hazrat ibrahim alayhi salatu was salam and hazrat ismail alayhi salatu was salam had taken part in the building of the kaaba just before nubuwwat the qurayshi people decided to give the kaaba a complete new look a new face to rebuild everything all the walls from scratch and ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam was young at that time before nubuwwat and huzur alayhi salatu was salam played a fundamental role in the building of kaaba that is why the ulama say that this construction of the kaaba by the quraish and huzur alayhi salatu was salam being there is quite unique as compared to uh, looking into the history of uh, the kaaba and masjid al haram that was built from the time of hazrat adam alayhi salatu was salam The reason why the Qureshi people decided to build the Kaaba 
that an incident had taken place. Now even today when you go to Haram, you get a lot of people who say that Kaaba hamare saamne hai, I'm not lying. As I was walking, someone came, pickpocket, someone stole my passport, someone stole my wallet, and I am in front of the house of Allah. I'm not lying to you, I have no money, please help me and support me financially. Now that is a very sensitive standing of both. The one who is asking also and the one who is also listening. In the hadith it comes that when someone asks you in the name of Allah then the adab is that because he has taken a great name in front of you then you should carry it out according to the ability, according to the power that you have. But you get all sorts of people today even in the haram. Some who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even if they are not in the blessed zones, Masjid al-Haram, Masjid al-Nabwi, Baytul Muqaddas, they could be anywhere, but they fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And some the level of Iman is so low that they could be in Masjid al-Nabwi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They will lie and they will go as low as stealing. Wallahu a'lam. An event had taken place in the time of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What the Qurayshi people would do is that if any king, Muslim king, was to donate a gift, gold, uh, any or money, any item, then that would be put into the treasury of the city of Makkah. And the treasury was inside the Kaaba. The safe was inside the, the Kaaba. All the money that was given as a gift towards the maintenance of the Kaaba, towards Masjid al-Haram, then those who were the keepers, the Qurayshi people of Masjid al-Haram, Khana Kaaba, they would keep that money, the gold, the dinars, everything inside the Kaaba. And as I said earlier on, that the wall of the Kaaba was a slightly higher than the height of a man and there was no roof to it. Now a group of people came in from the top, from the top part of the Kaaba and stole everything that was inside the Kaaba, all the money, all the gold, the dinars that were there towards the maintenance of the Kaaba. They took everything and left the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala completely empty. Now the Qurayshi people were very, very sincere. No matter how, whatever they were, mushrikeen, but there was some element of uh, good character, quality character inside them. All of the tribes got together, they made mashwara and they said, as it is, the walls of the Kaaba are very, very weak. It's about time we build the Kaaba, rebuilt it, a new structure, a new foundation. And all of them agreed to it and they said, yes, we will do that. But then the event of Abraha and his army's destruction was not very, very far. They did not have the courage, no one had the courage from the Qurayshi people to go and take out the first stone from the wall of the Kaaba. Fearing that if they aid 
or if they take part in dismantling any part of the Kaaba or even removing some of the stones that are there possibly Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will punish them like how Allah punished Abraha and his army so this story, this event was fresh in their minds so they all agreed that we have to do something about the Kaaba but no one had the courage they were all scared they knew that Allah destroyed a powerful army through the means of birds carrying pebble, uh, small stone in their beak and they destroyed the entire army. It was Walid bin Mughaira who had the courage and he stood up and he said no, nothing will happen to us. Why? Because our intention is sincere. We are not here to disrespect the Kaaba or break the Kaaba we are here to strengthen the walls of Kaaba to rebuild it again to make the structure and the foundation strong so nothing will happen to us and the Qureshi people said well you start doing it you do it Walid bin Mughaira was a, a brave man, he stood up and he said, yes, I will do it. And slowly all of them were there behind him, looking at him to see if anything would happen to him. And he slowly started taking out one by one the stone of the Kaaba wall. And they saw that nothing happened to him. And only then the rest of the Qureshi people joined in and slowly they helped Walid bin Mughaira in bringing down the wall of the Kaaba. So this, mashallah, construction had taken place in the time of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The Muhaddisin have written and the Mu'arrikhin that a pledge was taken by all the leaders of the Quraysh at that time that every money that they are to spend in the maintenance of the Kaaba, in the building of the new Kaaba, new construction, only halal money, halal source of income, every dirham and dinar that is purely halal should be used in the maintenance and in the building of this Kaaba. And everyone agreed to it, they made an oath, they took bay'ah on that. And the classic example of that is the Hatim. Hatim that we see today, big ha, point, ya, and meme, the Hatim. Classic example. And the Hatim is uh, the semicircle that you see. If you are standing absolutely in front of the door of the Kaaba, then it is on your right hand section. You have the Maqam Ibrahim here, you have the door there, you have the Hajr al Aswad there. And the Hatim is exactly on the right hand section. It is a semicircle. Now, the walls of the, the Hatim are not as high raised up as the walls of the Kaaba, but it is part of the Kaaba. And to understand the Hatim, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives jazai khair to Hazrat Aisha, radiallahu ta'ala anha, the mother of the believers the first lady to memorize the entire Qur'an in the Ummat of Nabi Kareem 
صلى الله عليه وسلم شيخ عبد الله بن ادريس was in his room and he was about to die and the daughter came to him and she started weeping and crying and she said father you are leaving us today and she started to cry Abdullah bin Idris said to the daughter daughter why do you weep don't you know that your father has completed 4,000 times the Quran in this room where the roof will come out. Four thousand times I have completed the Quran just in this room where my roof will come out. So should you cry? People question the Muslim, that don't you think Hazrat Aisha was very, very young to marry Huzur alayhi salatu wassalam? That is the question they, they put forward to the Muslimin. Then the question we should put forward to them is that how old was Hazrat Maryam alayhi salam? When she gave birth to Isa alayhi salam, how old was she? And believe me, you, my respected brothers, I have asked this question to the most learned priest of Leicester, who boasts that he is in command, that he educates other scholars under him, a great teacher. And I said to him, do you know what age Hazrat Maryam salam was when she gave birth to Hazrat Isa salam? And he said, you know, that has never ever come to my mind. Well, she was extremely young. According to some of the sources, she was as young as 13 and 14 and she gave birth to Hazrat Isa salam. So how can one question Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala? Physically, the women were different at that time. The culture was very different. The food was different. The people of the desert were different. Their thinking was different. They were mature, well mature. A girl who was seven years of age in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was completely different physically, mentally, in every way as compared to a girl or to a child who is seven years of age now. There is no comparison. Can you compare the people of Qawm Aad and Qawm Thamud to us? Can you compare the age of Adam alayhi salam who lived for 1000 years? And in that time people would become Balik when they were 350 years of age. When they were 350, they would become Balik. So can you compare, chronologically speaking, as we go back towards the early days, how can you compare the culture, the food, everything is different. Abhi Hindustan mein aap chale jau, to hamari jo buriya hoti hai na, they don't wear spectacles, they don't wear chashma. 60, 70, 90 years of age, ladies, men, old men and women, go to India now, they don't even know what are spectacles. They don't even know. The eyes are sharp at that age. But today a child is born so weak, that is on insulin, diabetes. Everything is different. So you can't compare. 
So it is Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha whose level of thinking was so high and so powerful that she questioned Huzur alayhi salatu was salam, Ya Rasulullah. Is the Hatim part of the Kaaba to that? Huzur alayhi salatu was salam said yes. Ye Hatim Kaaba ka ek hissa hai. And then she said, Ya Rasulullah, if it is part of the Kaaba, then why haven't the Qurayshi people incorporated the, the wall structure of the Hatim with the walls of the Kaaba? And Huzur alayhi salatu was salam said to her, O Aisha, the tribe, the Qurayshi people at that time were doubting the source of their income, their money. They had no other means of halal income and they had to stop there. That is why the walls of the Hatim are much shorter than the Kaaba. Because they ran out of money. And they were so sincere in that. Even if they had a doubt of one dirham, they would not put into that. This is how sincere the Qureshi people were at that time. And perhaps this is, again, uh, the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that so many of us have this desire to read Salat inside the Kaaba. But will King Fahad allow every one of us to go into the Kaaba and read Salat? No. You have to go through great difficulty to get visa. And Musa, I wanted to go this week, but they said no to him, you have to go next week. So who has this opportunity to go and read Salat inside the Kaaba? No one. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the merciful one. He has left one section of the Kaaba exposed that if you perform Salah in the Hatim, that is tantamount to performing Salah inside the, the Kaaba. But one Muslim brothers must remember here that not the entire Hatim is designated as being part of the Kaaba. It is only the first three meters. Only the first three meters. So if you have the wall of Kaaba here, and the Hatim starts here, it is the first three meters. So you have a better chance of performing Salat inside the Kaaba if you are close to the wall of Kaaba. The more back you are, there is a possibility that you are out of the, the Kaaba. Because that section, though when we do Tawaf, we go on the outskirts, outside the Hatim, but the Hatim has been, is quite big. And the, the Hujre Ismail is also now inside the Hatim. Hujre Ismail is the house of Ismail alayhi salam and the house of Hazrat Hajar alayhi salam. That when Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam came to Makkah, he built a small hut for his son and his wife. And his, that structure, that hut, that chamber is now inside the Hatim. Is now inside the Hatim. So if you are praying Salat right at the back of the Hatim, you are actually praying inside that house that was built by Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam for his wife, Hazrat Hajar, and for his son, Hazrat Ismail alayhi salam. So if you want to perform Salat inside, you're better off being in the first row close to the wall of Kaaba. So this is the history of Hatim, and this is how sincere the Qurayshi people were. And this is the hikmat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is the merciful one so that people can go in and out of that zone and they will feel satisfied 
that they have at least achieved some baraka, some form of baraka by praying inside the hatim. So the hatim is part of the Kaaba, especially the first three meters. Now slowly, mashallah, when the, all the tribes were building the walls of the Kaaba, when it was about to be completed, uh, another difficulty that was there for the people of Quraysh was who will be that individual to put or to restore the, the black stone back to its spot. Now each of the tribes wanted that honor, that we will do it, we will do it. And in doing so, an argument flared out, a civil war could have broken out just in this little argument that was there. Now these people, for the Arabs to take out the sword was something very, very easy. And at that time, Abu Umayyah al-Makhzumi, he was a senior person and he gave mashwira. He said, look, we are building the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, let us not argue. And he gave an idea, he said, tomorrow, early in the morning, the first individual to enter from this gate of the haram, he will have the say to whatever he decides with Hajar Aswad. And subhanallah, the very next morning, the very first great individual to enter from that gate was none other than Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa Now this was before Nabuwat. Now when the Qurayshi tribe saw that Huzur alayhi salatu was salam has entered from this gate, everyone was so happy. And they said, Hada Muhammad al-Ameen, this is Muhammad al-Ameen, Muhammad al-Ameen, yes, no doubt, we all agree that he has the full power, that whatever he decides, we agree to it. Muhammad al-Ameen, Muhammad the most trustworthy, Muhammad the most trustworthy. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam came, subhanallah. What a great prophet he was, that he dissolved that difficulty, that confusion, that argument that was there which was enough to erupt a civil war between the tribes and Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam dissolved it within minutes. Look at the strategy of Hazrat Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The planning of Hazrat Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He says that go and get for me a cloak. And some of the people went or Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam ke liye chadar Absalam put that cloak on the ground and he put the black stone in the middle and he said, Now I want all the leaders of the tribe to cling on to one part of that cloak and lift it up. So everyone felt that we have taken part in putting and replacing back the black stone on it. For everyone in the history is content. Every tribe will say, no, we were there, we were there, we were there. One stone that how many people are holding it? Every single individual. And Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was the one who was in command. And Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam guided the black stone towards the wall of the Kaaba. And as they came closer to the wall of Kaaba, Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, now I want all of you to stand stand still and Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam went in front 
and he himself picked up the black stone and Rasulullah had this honor and he took it for himself Rasulullah put the black stone with his own hands in that right spot and SubhanAllah, every single Arab there, Qurayshi tribe was happy with that no problem with that, SubhanAllah this is the strategy of Hazrat Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he said that in this construction of the Kaaba major changes had taken place because this is what the shaitan does that when, he, when, when the words of Allah come, when the words of Rasulullah come, we start to yawn hundred uh, ideas uh, and pictures uh, a reel of films are playing in the mind, this is what we will do, Morana finishes now quickly, I can do that, before Isha I can do that, I'll do this, I'll do that. <laughs> this is the shaitan, Allahu Akbar, A'udhu Billahi Min Shaitan Otherwise they can be sitting but the mind is somewhere else. A'udhu Billahi Min Shaitan Subhanallah, in this construction of the Kaaba, major changes were done to the Kaaba. And he said, first of all, the door of the Kaaba was lifted up. Until today we see the door of the Kaaba. Before the door of the Kaaba was leveled to the ground. What the Qurayshi people did is that they did not want every single individual just to easily enter the Kaaba. But power was with them that they will only allow those who they wish to enter the Kaaba. So the so the door was lifted up slightly. Originally, the height of the wall was four meters. Kitna meters? Four meters. Now this construction that had taken place in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the height of the wall was eight meters, and the door of the Kaaba was on top, slightly on top and another major change to the Kaaba was that now for the first time in history a roof was put on top of the Kaaba and according to uh, some of the sources and findings in the books of history it is said that there was this man who was a business, businessman and he had a ship his ship wrecked off from the coast of Jiddah smashed into the rocky coast of Jiddah and from his ship there was this flat piece of strong wood flat piece of strong wood that was not damaged when the Arabs found this they took it to the city of Makkah and they said that this flat piece of wood is just the right material for us to build the roof of the, the Kaaba and they took that from Jiddah to Makkah and they put that on the walls of the Kaaba making it a flat roof and now for the first time everything was sealed so the walls are lifted up the door slightly on top from the ground and also now you have a new roof to it another major change was now because of the roof being there there was another tube outlet put there from the top so that whenever it would rain water would not accumulate on the roof of the Kaaba water would come out from that outlet mm -hmm. today that outlet is mashallah a, a very in, the, in that modern uh, material of gold 
locating, if you've, if you've seen it. And uh, in the Urdu language, we know it as Nizabe Rahmat. Nizabe Rahmat. So that when it rains, you will see that a lot of people will go inside the Hatim and they will make dua and that rain that has touched the roof of the Kaaba and then when it comes down and if it touches you there have been incidents of those who were ill when that rainwater came down Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has cured them Wallahu a'lam, Allah knows best but nevertheless a lot of people are there standing and making dua and there is every possibility Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the merciful one that Allah will accept there Dua. But now if you notice that when you look at the Mizami Rahmat that is there now, the gold casing, on top of the gold casing you have a lot of spikes that are there. Have you seen that? Keel ki tarah, not nail, like something very sharp. And why is that there? Pigeons. To stop the birds or anything like that, to sit on top. But you will notice that when in, in the Haram you will hardly see any of the birds sitting on the structure, on the Kaaba itself. Always it will be around. And some of the ulama have said that they even see some of the birds going around the Kaaba as if they were doing the tawaf of the Kaaba. Wallahu alam. So this was major changes that had taken place in the time of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So this building of the Kaaba was quite unique. Why Huzur alayhi salatu was salam, he himself took part in it with the four to five changes that I had just explained to you now. Another important uh, aspect of Haram Sharif, what we have to understand is the area, the zone of Multazim. A lot of brothers don't know where Multazim is. Multazim. We know Hajar Aswad, we know the door of Kaaba, we know Hatim, we know Rukna Yamani. But Multazim is about two meters, two meters wide from hajar aswad to the door of Kaaba. A very, very important spot. One should try his utmost best to get there because it is the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala if he said about him that he would put his cheeks to the, to the wall of the Kaaba with his hands and with his chest touching the wall of Kaaba and he would make dua in that manner and he would say to the companions that I have seen Huzur alayhi salatu wassalam make dua like this so it is the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam it is extremely important not to, we should not forget that when we go there Multazim is one area the ulama say that around that area of where the, where the door of Kaaba is and Hajar Aswad is and Multazim is there are many many angels that are there so when you do dua the angels even say Ameen to your dua this is an opportunity that one should never ever miss the great Mufassir Hazrat Mujahid Rahmatullah I said something about Mujahid Rahmatullah today in Juma. do brothers remember? brothers remember? No? No, is that great Buzruk who would complete one entire Quran from Maghrib to Isha. One entire Quran from Maghrib to Isha. That was his Karamat, this was his Mahmul. That is his Karamat and that is his Mahmul. One Quran. 
from Maghrib to Isha. Subhanallah. And he says, Hazrat Mujahid Rahmatullah says that anyone who goes there and makes dua, for sure Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept his dua. So this is the Multazim. Another important section of the Kaaba is Rukne Yamani. Now that corner, from all the four corners of the Kaaba, of course the Kaaba in its entirety of the entire zone, mashallah, is full of barakat, blessed. But the corners, the most precious corners of the Kaaba is Rukne Yamani and Hajrul Aswad. Why? Because Ab Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has done something physically to every part of that corner. According to some of the muhaddisin, it is sunnah that when you pass Rukne Yamani just to touch it. Just to touch it. And this is what Imam Azam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah's opinion that when you go you just touch it. Istilam ki zurutni, you just touch it. And when you go past Hazrat Aswad, you make istilam, or otherwise you go close to it and you, make, you, you can't kiss it. And the reason for that is that throughout the history of Kaaba, every single individual has taken every care to make sure that this side of the Kaaba is in the exact line and exact foundation when Hazrat Ibrahim alayhi salatu was salam and Ismail alayhi salatu was salam had built the Kaaba and the hukum was given to him by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it was witnessed by Hazrat Jibreel Ameen. That is why Huzur alayhi salatu was salam was very very careful when it came to this corner of Rukne Yamani and Hajarul Aswad. Why this corner was known as Rukne Yamani? Because this corner, if you go straight ahead, you'll go to Yemen. Where will you go to? Yemen. So this corner is known as Rukne Yamani. The Yemen Kafkinara. Yemen is straight ahead this way. And Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when he would go from Rukne Yamani to Hajr al Aswad, the very famous dua of Huzur Alaihi Salatu Wasallam was Rabbana Atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa kina azab al nar. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala give us the tawfiq to make amal on what has been said. Inshallah, uh, in the next session, we will continue on this topic and uh, in this session we were to start uh, the history of what is inside the Kaaba inshallah uh, in the next section ne- next session inshallah we will finish that allah pak har musliman ko tawfeeq de aap sallallahu alaihi wasallam ki sunnat ke upar chale i always say that in the times that we live in it is farz upon the muslims today that we make dua for our brothers, especially brothers in Iraq, the least we can do is make dua for them. Brothers in Iraq and brothers in Palestine, these two Muslim countries, please, all the time, two, three minutes in your dua, let us not forget our Iraqi brothers and our Palestinian brothers. The zulm and atrocity that is being committed there by Ariel Sharon regime. Uh, the Fir'aun that is there today. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help the Muslims. Inshallah. If we make dua, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help will surely descend. Hadish uh, Durushay Pallah.
اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد النبي الامي وعلى اله وسلم تسليما الله لا اله الا هو الحي القيوم الله لا اله الا هو الحي القيوم يا الله يا رحمان يا رحيم يا الله ہماری دعا کو قبول فرما يا الله ہماری دعا کو قبول فرما يا الله جو کچھ ہم نے سنا ہے یا اللہ اس کو قبول کر لے جو بولا ہے یا اللہ اس کو قبول کر لے یا رحمان یا رحیم یا اللہ صغیرہ گناہ کو معاف فرما کبیرہ گناہ کو معاف فرما یا اللہ گناہوں کی نفرت دل میں آ جائے یا اللہ ہمارے دل کو پاک کر دے یا اللہ ہمارے دل کو پاک کر دے یا اللہ ہم متقی بن جائے یا اللہ ہم متقی بن جائے یا اللہ ہم عابد بن جائے ہم عالم بن جائے ہم حافظ قرآن بن جائے یا اللہ ہم مقربین میں سے بن جائے یا اللہ ہم ان بندوں میں سے بن جائے یا اللہ جن کے لیے نہ کوئی خوف ہے نہ کوئی غم ہے لا خوف علیہم ولا ہم یحزنون یا اللہ تیری خاص رحمت ہمارے اوپر ہو یا اللہ تیری توجہ ہمارے اوپر ہو اس مجلس میں محفل میں کوئی بیمار ہو یا اللہ ان کو تو شفا دے مستورات بیمار ہو یا اللہ ان کو شفا دے کسی کی کوئی ضرورت ہو حاجت ہو یا اللہ غیب سے یا اللہ اس کا تو انتظام کر دے یا اللہ ماں باپ کو اولاد کی کوئی پریشانی ہو یا اللہ اس پریشانی کو دور فرما یا اللہ شادی میں کوئی تکلیف ہو یا اللہ تو اس تکلیف کو دور فرما یا رحمان ہسپیٹل کے اندر مسلمان بیمار ہے یا اللہ ان کو شفا دے جن لوگوں نے دعاوں میں یاد رکھنے کے لیے کہا ہے یا اللہ ان کی دعاوں کو قبول فرما یا اللہ مسلمانوں کی حفاظت فرما فلسطین کے مسلمانوں کی حفاظت فرما فلسطین کے مسلمانوں کی حفاظت فرما یا اللہ فلسطین کے مسلمانوں کی حفاظت فرما یا اللہ عراق کے مسلمانوں کی حفاظت فرما عالم میں جہاں کہیں بھی مسلمان پریشان حال ہے یا اللہ ان کی پریشانی کو دور فرما یا اللہ یا رحمان یا رحیم یا اللہ تو ہماری دعاؤں کو قبول فرما سبحان اللہ و بحمده سبحان اللہ نظیم سبحان اللہ و بحمده سبحان اللہ نظیم سمعنا و اطعنا غفرانک ربنا و الیک المصیر برحمتک یا رحم الرحیم